Be More You is presented by Pius XI Catholic High School. Hello, I'm Nazario, and welcome back to another episode of the Pious Podcast, Be More You. On my left, we have... Tori. And on my right, who you can't see is... Uh, EJ. Elijah Johnson. Right? That doesn't know me by EJ. <laughs> and today's question is, what was your experience after seeing the Bucks win their first championship after 50 years? Okay. I wasn't here, actually. I was pretty sad about that. We had a tournament for AAU, and we were in, like, Texas, Alabama, one of them two places. And I just remember me and my mom in the hotel room just watching the TV, getting geeked, like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, this this really about to happen. And then, yeah, we was pretty excited about that. That's pretty cool. My mom was actually at the game, so I was kind of salty. I'm not a Bucks fan, but, like, Boo. Uh, <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> but, like, I mean, it was good for, like, the city of Milwaukee. You know, we struggle with, like, sports. Sports sucks here. So, like, just seeing them win, you got to, like, just give them the round of applause. Yeah, they round of applause. You know what I mean? But looking for a different outcome this season. But we don't get into that. Who would you, who's your pick for this for this season? I'd go with the Nets. The Nets? Yeah. Team is, their team is really good. Damn, wagon jumper. I'm, I'm, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider my... That's self a bandwagon. I'm a fan of Kevin Durant. That's like my guy. So, so before he went there, you wasn't messing with the. You wasn't messing with the. Nah, I go wherever he goes. So if he went to play overseas, I go overseas and watch him every day. So that's my. That's why I say loyal to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that because my favorite player is Kyrie Irving, and wherever he goes, I go. The way he plays is how I want to play. Like Tori, if Giannis went to go play somewhere else, you would go to that team. But it's like, she nah, not necessarily, cause like I don't have a favorite player, so it's like I'm repping my, I'm repping my whole town. So it's uh-huh. even if Giannis leave, Middleton leave, I'm still, you know, looks for life. Yeah. <laughs> so for my experience, when the Bucks won, I was at the game in the Deer District outside in a gravel area, gravel type area, and it was just a large screen, and I was with all my friends, and we're like, wow, this moment's happening, it's gonna happen. And as the final clock stopped, everybody was just yelling and screaming. And it was just a moment you couldn't forget in your life. And it was just very exciting for everybody. How many see everybody people, happy. How many people were there? Like, like did you feel like, congested? If it, it felt really congested. Like, anywhere you went, there was a person. You looked to the left, person, 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 yeah. person. Because I was there, like, at the, like, before the game, I was, like, 30, 32, like, an hour before the game, I was there. But then there was, like, too many people. And it was, like, only an hour ahead of the game. So I was, like, nah, I'm just going to go home and watch the game on, on my couch. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it was, it made the news. It was, like, I don't know how many thousands of people. I think it reached, like, the hundreds of thousands at some point. And it was record-breaking, which was, which I thought was crazy. All right. So, for today's main topic, we're going to be talking about the mental game of basketball and how it really affects your playing style when you're playing. So for me, the way I get set up and the way I get into my state and my flow is I usually go to my basket and I would work on my form shooting. And I think to myself, fundamental shooting, welcome to the shot factory. I get my shot down every time. Swish, swish, swish. Keep rotating. And then I think to myself, I'm going to have a good game. I'm not going to smack talk anybody. I'm, like, I'm going to keep it all to myself. If somebody says something, I just breathe and smile, and that's what I mainly do. And when in a game, if a ref makes a bad call, I just smile, and I get back down and back on defense, which is something that my past coach has taught me, which helped a lot. And to also help with that, I would calm myself down and be in a mental, a good mental state to play and have a good game for 
when I was on the court, when I'm off the court, because it's two different kind of people. When I'm off the court, I'm nice, but then when I'm on the court, I make sure I do what I need to do. But at the same time, I keep the good state that I'm always in. So, Tori, what do you do to get yourself in that kind of state? Honestly, I just, I don't really, like, have a favorite song or, like, listen to anything that gets me geeked. Only thing I do is when we're in the locker room or, like, even for AU, a couple minutes before we start warming up, I just sit there and then I always try to pray to God and just ask him, like, watch over my body and my teammates' body and opponent's body and just help me to go out there and just show my talents because, like, it took me, like, a while to get to there because... Sometimes I'll have, like, a bad game, but I would do, like, all the same ritual stuff, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. like, dang, like, what just happened? So, like, I had to get in that mental state where it's, like, you know, some things you can't control. Like, one game you might have 15, and the next you might have two, because you, you never really know. You never genuinely know how it's going to go. Yeah, I agree. For me, I, I like to listen to music. Not anything in particular. Uh, rap, I don't, I mean, it could vary from country classic tech rap but i like to pray and also just like to take it one step at a time i don't really like do anything i don't i don't necessarily meditate because it's just i don't want to be that calm for the game i actually want to like get hyped no i mean get hyped but like just like being my mental my own mental state you know what i mean yeah i just go in and i just do me i like to i do like to talk a little um a little talk but uh only when like it's needed, when yeah. I feel like I I can, because it's difference between talking and you're not doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you're talk, but talk. I like to talk when I'm doing something. So yeah, I like to stay in my in me. I mean, like going off of that, like I can't get too hyped for a game because if I get too hyped, then everything just go downhill. Like yeah. I gotta yeah. be as calm, like calmest person ever. Because when I go into a game, like geeked, it's just my energy be too high, and then I just start, I start messing up. So I gotta be as calm, like no worries, no nothing, just calm. Yeah, I agree. And having a little back talk here and there is not bad, but sometimes I would see people taking it to extent. I had an experience, I'd say about a week ago, with my friend. I would say myself that he has a, a couple of anger issues, and when he gets a bad call, he would cuss out the ref. That's not a good uh, look for our team. And he actually ended up getting ejected eventually from the game because he said some things <laughs> to the ref, which made it really bad. And we ended up losing the game, of course, because it brought down everybody's state. And how one person plays can affect how everyone plays. If one person's feeling gloomy, the next person could be feeling gloomy, and it could be a domino effect for the whole team. It could ruin everybody's flow. So having everybody on the same page sometimes really helps when it comes to being a good fundamental team and working together to achieve that win, achieve that W that we would need that day. Yeah, I mean, having having somebody like that, it it can be it can be good and bad. I I am particularly a, a high head when I play basketball, so I know what it feels like to where I've gotten I've gotten something like I got a tech or whatever, and then it brings down the mor- like the moral of the team. So I think that like that's true. Like what it depends on one person, it can like be a domino effect, and then end up that could be really you lose the game before you even start the game if somebody's just out of it like at the beginning. You know what I mean? So. I feel like with the hot head stuff, 
I feel like that's like a maturity level. Because like when I was in eighth grade and stuff, I was sort of like a high head, like a ref wouldn't call some and I'd be like, like, yo, ref, like what you on? As I got into high school and I started playing for Mr. Herrick, like he don't play none of that. We all always on the same page. You say something to the ref, even if it's a close game. If you say something to the ref, you might he might just bench you for the rest of the game. So here for Mr. Herrick, I don't know about Coach Carey. I'm sure Coach Carey like that too. Or even like the JV coach. You you gotta be on that. No talking, you just get back. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened to me where I've gotten benched because of my interactions with the ref. But you learn from it, you grow from it, and I, that hasn't happened since. No, it hasn't happened since since that. So just you just learn from it. Yeah, to go off of what you two said, I used to be like that too in the past. After I met my trainer, his name is Ken Edwards, and just a shout-out to him right now. But until I met him, I, I used to always talk on the court, off the court, just a bad mouth to the ref, to my teammates, to anybody. If they miss a layup, you're bad, anything. And it's just like really, really negative. And I, I knew to myself uh, I needed to stop that. And once I met my trainer, he taught me the ways and the things that I could do to help improve how I could stay like focused and positive during the game. And, and talking to the ref, it could actually make the ref feel terrible too, which could lead to another butterfly effect of having him not give your team the calls that you really need. It's yep. always a butterfly effect. Yeah, like, everything you always. do. Always. Like, we had a fall game a couple of weeks ago, and we played against Beaver Dam. And y'all probably don't know, but, like, the Beaver Dam girls team, they won, like, state for, like, the past, like, four years. So, like, we knew mm-hmm. it was going to be a good game. And <laughs> this is, like, the first take I got in, like, five years. And I looked at the ref, and all I did – Actually, I wasn't even facing the ref. My back was towards him because my mom was in the stands because we was all, like, super close because it was at center court. You know, like, the benches and the stuff? Yeah. yeah they yeah, right by the court. Yeah, and I got, like, hammered. And I looked at my mom and I did this. If y'all don't, I'm shrugging my shoulders. And I'm like, what are you on, my? And then the ref, like, tech. And I'm That's like, whoa. I'm like, come me, on. Bro. Like, how, I'm like, how do you even know what I'm saying? My back is towards you. That happened to me, bro. In eighth grade. Oh my god, remember it? It was like a good game, and I. It's like a Lutheran. I went to Lutheran school, so like there are Lutheran school and other Lutheran schools. It would always it'd be big good game, whatever. And then same thing, same thing. Tori just said basically happened where I I got I don't know what happened. I think I got like fouled or whatever. I looked at my mom. I'm like, mom, what is he doing? He not calling and check me, and then I didn't play the rest of the game. And we lost. It was like devastated. And at the time, I like basketball is not that deep to like we're like you just a, a regular regular season game where you just devastated and crying after a game. I was legit yeah. crying. It's like I I've never felt like so unuseful, hurt. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, that's something that you learn from is that like can't do do what you want to do at the time. You got to like work at it. You know what I mean? In the sense of you got to get the ref on your side, being nice to the ref, so he gives you those calls because it's it's a mental game. At the end of the day, it's a mental game. So, and to go off of what you like, what you guys said, when it comes to refs, there's always that like one ref that knows exactly who you are, and you can just tell like when you make <laughs> eye contact with them, you can tell that they're not going to give you the calls that you're going to want to make. So you do your best to not say anything and just have a good game with them. Because my team is pretty notorious at center court for being the team that is always talking back to the refs, is always complaining about fouls, and it's just like man. Just, all you have to do is get back on defense, just play through the call, and just keep having a good game. And usually when my coach and I would say that, we would do what we need to do, and we'd win the game. But sometimes it would get to the point where yeah, 
know what yeah. I mean? It's like do like do something. You know what I mean? It's like it's too. After a while, it's just way too much, and you gotta like say something at least. Yeah. That's how I feel. But you gotta say it in like a respectful way and air yeah. quotations because refs are like really sensitive to yeah, like, especially nowadays. Yeah, like really sensitive to like what like to what you say. So you gotta be careful with that. I don't think people realize how like much refs can like affect the player's game. Cause like even though they adults and stuff say like just leave it alone, like you can't blame it on the refs. Like sometimes those refs they just they just like pick on you from the start, and it's hard because if I'm going up for a layup three times and every time I'm getting smacked in the face, I'm getting hacked. After a while, that's gonna start messing with my head. What's the point of driving? I'm yeah. not gonna get the call. And then they be like, don't let it affect your game. But that definitely that'll affect your game because it's like what's the point now? Now I'm getting hammered, and then they you do the same thing to them, and then the refs call it. It's just I feel like a lot of people don't realize that these refs like really they can dictate the game and they can dictate how you play sometimes not all the time though yeah it goes back the topic is the mental approach to basketball and the mental game that you're it's like a game inside your head and like game that you are physically playing Mm -hmm. so you know what i mean refs refs are refs they're gonna do what they want to do but it's how it's how you react to it and how it's how you react to it yeah and at at the end of the day too they're human they have their lives too but sometimes you just gotta say something and they need to be told and asked like what's happening what can i do sometimes i ask what can i do to next play to not get that call yeah sometimes it helps and it brings them in a better mood because instead of yelling at them saying hey come on ref what are you doing Sometimes it's, I mean, it puts him in a better mood, and it and it's just like, oh, this kid knows that he could do something to help him improve later on in the game, so he doesn't get that call. Yeah, it's like uh, you're learning. Like if you go up to a ref and say, "How could I not get that call against me? Like how? Like what do I gotta do to like not have that happen to me?" And then like he, some refs are cool enough to like to actually show you that like that helps you in the sense of like, okay, now I know that 95 percent of refs that I will play for, that will be in the ref of the game, they'll call that call. So I just gotta do something different. So. Going back to the mental state and mental game, Kyrie Irving is a another person who I know that is very quote unquote woke in the game of basketball. His tradition, I've seen him light a what burning, is it called? Burning, burning sage. Yeah, burning sage. Yeah, like that's what it is around the court. And I think I think it's kind of controversial to do that because some people might not believe in it, but others do. But for him, it really helps him get in like his flow and what he needs to do. But at the same time, it's like man, there's other people around you. Like you can't be doing yeah. that. <laughs> which I is know which I would think is kind of funny, but his rituals are are very like they stand out. Yeah, he be lying like sage and stuff in the gym, all type stuff. Yeah, I never never heard of that, that before. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like he's a he's an out of this world man. Yeah, and that that brings controversy. You know what I mean? Um, but at the end of the day, it's what it's what makes you you. You know what I mean? It's very hard to play. It. I feel like it's very hard to play the game of basketball, especially at their level. The NBA is insane. So it's like whatever you can do to get like to get an advantage yeah. in the sense of like this will help me so I'm gonna keep doing it till it's not working anymore in a sense yeah I feel you so have y'all started do y'all be at y'all open gyms and stuff uh, yeah I know you do wow well uh there it's good and bad at the same time it's like once people are starting to get tired I feel yeah. like that first game is always really good because everybody's like you know what I mean? hyped and ready yeah but like that second and third game like basically all the games after that it's like what are you really there for like you could be doing other stuff you guys in a fall league uh right now yeah i'm i'm doing a fall league with my uh AAU basketball team. Oh, so not the school team? No, not right now. But eventually when school team does start, I'll probably try out for them. Yeah, I cannot because of the rules that Wisconsin has put into place that you can't play varsity after. Oh, you transferred? Yeah, 
From where? Marquette. Oh, whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I played Fall League last year. It was good. I liked it for the most part. Besides, like, you would play those kids or those teams that had, like, their whole team playing. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. Like, I remember playing Homestead, and, like, they like they didn't even have enough chairs for, like, everybody on the bench. You know what I mean? So, it's like, those, I don't I don't like that in a sense. Like, you should be playing, like, eight guys to nine guys. It's Fall League. It's not. It's, it's Fall League, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At our open gym, well, yeah, when I've been going to our open gym, after, like, the first couple of games, everyone gets tired and everybody's, like, drooping their heads. But I try to, like, keep everybody's spirits up. Like, whenever we're running up and down the court, someone misses a shot. Come on, you got this. Just get the next shot. Just get back down on defense and just yeah, keep doing be, what you're doing. You'll be fortunate. You'll be running up and down the court too fast. <laughs> like, you don't ever not run out of energy. Like, when we was playing them at open gym, it was, like, a couple of us girls, and it was, like, some of them. And I'm, like, I'm not holding him, like – he don't ever stop running up and down the floor like him and him and somebody else just up and down up and down up and down no breaks i'm like no thank you yeah. i hold somebody else yeah I, I know what you mean now it's doobie uh flying up and down the court a little bit exactly it's so, game four game <laughs> like, four fourth quarter like yeah, where's all this energy I'm, coming from i am not i don't be going past half court 95 percent of the time so i mean it makes makes you look good in a sense of like this kid is trying like, you know what i mean like he wants like he loves the game enough to like wear an open gym he's flying a bit on the court and coaches see that so i mean yeah for sure it's, it's props it's good I mean? like yeah thank like, you like if it's, coach carry looking he like yeah this kid got a motor like he got heart but <laughs> if you holding him you like no, slow down yeah, bro, you finna run up and down with dude bro it's track exactly, practice bro exactly like you can have that layup <laughs> yeah i remember that one open gym I was running out along the baseline, and there was, like, a, a puddle or something, and I was going way too fast, and I slipped, and I fell on the ground, and I just stayed bro, there. First, <laughs> bro, first open gym was crazy. Everybody was falling. It was, like, some, I don't know what happened. It was, like, the gym floors were, like, super slippery in some spots. You would, like, like in a sense, like, just wouldn't go over there. It was it was, it was was wild. That was, like, the first one I've been to, too, so. Yeah, I think it was because of the volleyball team that was played right before. Like It's, like, the moisture in the air. It's, like, if they don't turn the fans on, I don't think the fans is on the floor, like, like, because it gets so hot in there. Yeah. The floor just, like, collect moisture. But I wish, like, <laughs> as many boys that be at y'all open gym. Because yeah. y'all, it'd be, like, all three courts be being used. And I'm, I'd am i be wishing, like, girls would come out for basketball like that. We had, like, the first, like, we had, like, 20 girls or, like, 15, something like that. And that's, like, the we, the most we've had since I've been here. Like, girls do not come to open gym. I don't understand why. Because I just, I don't get why, but I wish more girls would start coming out and stuff. That's yeah, why Riley cry. You know what I mean? Just, I mean, I, I know what you mean. Because one of the times, the times I've been there, I haven't seen that many that many uh, girls. It was like a couple, like, I don't know, five maybe? Well, like, times I, we had our first open gym Tuesday, oh. and it was like JV on one side. So it was like, okay. Okay. I'm going to say like at least ten of them, because I think they had five on five on one court. And then it was like varsity on the other court, and like half of our team plays volleyball. So it, mm. we had to run fours. And like some of the players we was running with, they not even like 100% var yet. So it's like a lot of players we was running with wasn't like our full team. So <laughs> it was like running four on four. And then in between games, if you win, win or lose, we have it where you got to still like you got to run our sprints. So like yeah. if you win, you got two sprints. If you lose, you got four sprints. And we only running fours full court. So we was we was really out there dying like <laughs> like no subs. And we ran like four, three games all back to back. Plus the sprint. We was like, yeah. Fours, yeah, fours full quarters. 
That's crazy. It's hard. Why didn't y'all just do like 3v3 half and then have one sub for each team? Because Mr. Eric said round four is full oh. court. So <laughs> so that's what we did. Four is full court is crazy. Ain't yeah. Yes. I don't have to agree. Overall, I say as a last statement, whenever you're feeling down, just breathe, just smile, and just make sure you have a good game when you're on the court and when you're off the court. And just always just be a good person when you're talking to others. Last statement, just know that one game don't isn't for everything like just because you have one game the next game might be the best game you've ever had just keep pushing and keep your head up because you know everybody have rough games uh mine just probably just do do you play a role don't try to go outside your role but also do not go under don't do the bare minimum just play our role and do it the best of your abilities I agree. Thank you, Tori and EJ, for being on this podcast. I really appreciate it, and I'll see you guys later. The Pius XI Pope's Fund supports the programs and opportunities that benefit all students. If you would like to contribute to the Pope's Fund, visit www.piusxi.org slash donate. That's www.piusxi.org slash donate.